You're listening to Flow Working, the Entrepreneur's Podcast. I'm your host, Megan Anderson. More people than ever are starting the entrepreneur journey and learning a lot in the process. On this show, I sit down with regular people who are running all types of businesses to discuss the ideas, opportunities, and strategies they're using to build, grow, and thrive as an entrepreneur. In this episode, I sat down for a wonderful chat about email marketing with expert Yuval Ackerman. During our conversation, Yuval shared with me three pillars of email marketing, how to easily add automation, and a simple formula she uses for writing her newsletters. You're listening to Flow Working, the Entrepreneur's Podcast. I'm your host, Megan Anderson. More people than ever are starting the entrepreneur journey and learning a lot in the process. On this show, I sit down with regular people who are running all types of businesses to discuss the ideas, opportunities, and strategies they're using to build, grow, and thrive as an entrepreneur. In this bonus episode, I sat down for a live chat with my fellow video geek and coach, Ed Troxel. We've used about the importance of making videos for marketing, what to include in your videos, and why your audience is looking for videos from you. Hello and welcome to this episode. I'm your host, Megan Anderson, and today I'm joined by my guest, Yuval Ackerman. Yuval is a person you want to work with when you want to promote your brand without all the possible sleazy sales tactics in the email marketing realm, but don't know how to do it yourself. As an ethical email strategist and copywriter, she helps entrepreneurs and companies tell their stories and sell without feeling guilty about it and even have fun along the way. She believes that email is a wonderful platform to create real and honest connections with your audience while cutting the somewhat unreliable middleman of social media. Her background in journalism and gastronomy, as well as the fact that she lives in Berlin, Germany, where she moved without knowing a single soul, granted her a unique perspective on life, sales, human psychology, intuition, and authenticity. In her free time, Yuval is a musician and a podcaster. She also is a huge dog and food lover, although she wouldn't recommend mixing those two together at the same time. Welcome to the show, Yuval. Thank you for joining me today. Hi, Megan. Thank you so much for this lovely introduction. Yes. No, it's fun. I I love how you said, don't mix the dogs and the food. Yeah, we have three dogs at my house, and if it's food Mm -hmm. and them, it's chaos. Oh, I know exactly what you what you mean. Oh. <laughs> Absolutely. So I'm curious. We'll start with. So you moved to Germany all by yourself, not knowing anybody. What was the behest behind picking up life and moving <laughs> there? Um, well, I think I've always seen myself as a more of a global citizen, mm-hmm. and um, I was just looking for an excuse to move out of uh, my home country, which is uh, Israel. Um, and funnily enough, but very intentionally as well, I found um, a bachelor program that I was really interested in, mm. in uh, music production and audio engineering. Um, so for me, it was you know, just the perfect opportunity to pack my bags and move here again without knowing a single soul. But I was very, very determined to study here and to start my life here. And um, almost six years after, I'm still here. Still there. Well, then it was definitely a successful, uh, you know, momentary venture. It's so funny how we get those opportunities for adventure and sometimes you just got to take them. So that's, well, that's fantastic. So 
Now you're here and you're coming to us from Germany today, and we get to talk a bit about email marketing strategy, which some people have said, I will talk to some people and they're like, oh no, email marketing's dead. And I, I don't believe it. I'm with you on the note. It's actually still a really great way to connect. So let's just dive into what are, you know, walk us through three, you know, you have three pillars of email marketing. So when we're talking email marketing strategy, um, what are these three pillars that people really should consider as they're getting these strategies together? Well, as as far as I've basically researched, there are three main things that you need to uh, have when you're doing anything with your email marketing uh, endeavors. And mm-hmm. that is first and foremost, transparency. Um, a lot of people are, they, they hate email um, mm-hmm. because they get bad emails. Um, and I think a lot of that has to do with uh, transparency, first and mm-hmm. foremost. The second pillar is consent, which I mm-hmm. think and feel that people are still exploiting in s- so many disgusting, you know, sleazy ways. Yeah. The third and the most important one, I would say in terms of, you know, your flow, and we're here talking about your flow, is your storytelling. Hmm. Interesting. So let's talk a bit about transparency. What does that kind of mean? So just being open and honest about here's why I'm emailing you today, that kind of transparency, is that what you mean? It could be that. It could be also, you know, here are the statistics of my email list. If if that's what you're Mm. into, if you're talking about email marketing on your emails like I do, then I would share statistics um, about and of my emails because... I feel like this is a part of the transparency that Mm -hmm. I would like to share with my subscribers. Um, But transparency can be anything. But for that, I would actually encourage the listeners to ask themselves, okay, what is what would I tell to a person who just sat next to me on an airplane? Is there such a thing as being too transparent? Uh, I think so. Yeah, I think so. Sometimes, yes. You don't have to share every bit of your life mm-hmm. in order to be transparent with your um, subscribers or with your audience. But then again, ask yourself, what is the kind of information that I can share and mm-hmm. I feel comfortable enough uh, with sharing and would still be beneficial, not only to me as the one who's writing the email, but to someone who's reading it. Yeah. And it could be, why am I sending this email, mm-hmm. as you mentioned? Yeah. But it can also be something like, why is there a limited number of spots in my next course or in my next oh. launch or in my next whatever? Maybe you have a bigger you know, reason behind the scenes, if you're willing to share, of course. Mm-hmm. Or maybe sharing, um, being transparent about... Mm, wow, you can be transparent in so many ways. Mm-hmm. It's just about asking yourself, how can you share it with your audience in a mm-hmm. way that feels really true to who you are? Yeah, no, I love that. That because uh, it, it's I, I've I used to I don't anymore. I've worked my mindset around it, but I used to be like, oh, people don't like my emails. I talk too much. I say Ooh. too much, and that type of. So I had that story, and my partner actually, we sat down one day, and I wrote an email, and he goes, "What's wrong with it?" <laughs> And it was because it was that transparency piece. I'm like, I feel like I'm sharing too much. He goes, would you share that with someone you just met in a networking event or the airplane example? And I'm like, well, sure, I'd share. Then it's 
it's perfect. It's who you are. So I think that transparency piece is huge. Consent. I mean, come on. (laughs) We've all done that where we're like, how did I get, who are you and how did I get on your list? And And do I even want to stay on this list? Yep. 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 And I, so I think that's huge. And that's going to come to our next topic here in a minute where we talk about kind of that automation piece, but Let's talk about storytelling. So it's interesting that you ta- you used that term, storytelling, because a lot of people think emails are just informing. Here's a thing. Buy my thing. Here's what's coming up. Here's a new episode. How does storytelling play into an email, even if it's a campaign or just a single email? Well, the thing is people hate buying from companies with a few exceptions, you know, the big brands and stuff. But uh, when it comes to actually buying from someone, we would actually like to assume that we're buying from people. And to connect with people, we need to connect via storytelling. It's embedded in us. It's, you know, it's as old as time. Um, We are inherently storytellers. And the way to actually convey or convince someone to get something from us, whether it's a sale or whether it's, you know, a reply to an email. It could mm-hmm. be as simple as that, but it's very complicated, by the way. Um, it comes with storytelling. Mm-hmm. Um, and I always say market yourself as you'd like to be marketed to. Mm. And the thing is, you know, I've, I'm, I'm receiving a lot of emails and a lot of marketing materials on a daily, daily basis. And the other day I was going over this, um, someone sent me a LinkedIn pitch Mm. to mm-hmm. connect with them and to yep. hop on a call and and i said well i'm not going to hop on a call with you because you are trying to scare me off and try to get the sale kind of quickly yep wait wait a minute this is not what you would actually say if you had met me in person in real life if we were on a networking event you would not start by shaking my hand or or just you know bowing or anything and uh saying well do you want to get myself <laughs> no i i don't know you who are you mm-hmm. so there there has to be a very organic kind of it's it's a part of the customer journey actually yeah. the no like and trust you know mm-hmm. I, if I don't know you, there's no way I'm going to like you and there's no way I'm going to trust you. So yeah. I think storytelling is incredibly effective in basically guiding your reader, your subscriber all the way through this customer journey. And I think that with storytelling, you, you can actually get to the trust point and then make the sale. Yeah. No, and that's that's a really great point that you have about um the email versus the social media. Because in social media, there's a lot of persona. There's a lot of, you know, are you putting up your professional? Are you putting up your, you know, are you an influencer or what persona? But then you get you get them off that, okay? Let's get out of the public and into sort of the private or the VIP of my email. If you don't show up as yourself, like, like you said, it should be this conversation, this story, like, you know, hi, You know, and this kind of goes to this automation. So let's talk a bit about automations because first off, sending one email at a time to a list of 500 is just not possible. Nope. Um, But how can, you know, business owners really take that and go, okay, I want it to feel like, hey, Yuval, I'm having a conversation with you. I'm telling you about me. Maybe then I'm sharing some things I've got going on. But how do we use this automation piece to really further that and 
And can we make it easy? Because a lot of people feel like it's overwhelming and scary. Of course. Um, and and it could be, you know. Uh, so I'm going to start with some basics because I don't know who is listening and at what stage they're on. Mm -hmm. So uh, first and foremost, instead of sending things manually, um, I would highly encourage anyone who wants to use um, email marketing in their um, business uh, using an ESP, uh, which is the acronym for email service provider. There are maybe dozens of them out there in the wild. Yeah. It's just a matter of choosing one, learning what to do with it and how to use it and sticking with it and running with it. Mm -hmm. So that's the first thing. The second thing that I would really encourage you to um, basically examine or explore is the per personalization tags, which mm. is mm -hmm. the things that you kind of click. It's some kind of a template. Each um, ESP uh, has a different kind of template. Slightly, yeah. And yeah, it's slightly different. And then every time you put it in into your email, it changes the first name or the last name or the company mm -hmm. name depends on the tag that you put in. And then it makes it a bit more personable. Mm -hmm because we talked about this, you know, yep. making our emails a bit more personable. And, but, but don't go a bit overboard with that as well. Because if I see my name on, you know, someone's email, like seven or eight times, I'm, I'm thinking, Ugh, this is actually a bit weird. No one would actually talk to me like this, you know, in real life. So no. keep that balance, please. Yeah. Um, and in terms of automations, there are all kinds of automations that you can implement all kinds of drips or sequences that you can use the first and the one that i highly encourage everyone and anyone to have in their business is their welcome sequence mm -hmm. that's the sequence that you get right after someone subscribes to your list mm -hmm. um and i can't remember the exact statistics but actually the majority of your new subscribers expect to get some kind of an email from you or even a series of emails from mm -hmm. you right after you um, right after they subscribe. Mm -hmm. But a lot of businesses still don't have this welcome sequence. Really? Yeah, yeah. It's quite, quite weird, actually. Of course, I'm biased and every audience is has its own, you know, characteristics. And sometimes, you know, I'm talking to business owners who say, you know, when I'm subscribed to an email list, the last thing I want to receive is a welcome sequence with like, three, four, five, seven, ten emails. Hmm. But I know some other business owners who say, wow, this is actually a marvelous tool for me to present myself, present my offers. Yeah. Um, letting my new subscriber, you know, to get to know me and what I'm all about and what my company is all about and what it is that uh, I'm offering or doing with my life. And it's yeah. a deeper kind of digging into, you know, the everyday as well. Um, so that's that's something that I really encourage everyone to utilize if that's working for you and mm -hmm. as the business owner and if that's working for your audience. Yeah. A part of the automation that I'm exploring a bit more now, um, and that has to do with consent, by the way, mm -hmm. I'm experimenting a lot with um, putting some kind of a, um, either a sentence or some kind of a button either at the top or at the bottom of emails in long sequences. For example, my uh, welcome sequence right now has, I think, seven emails, but that change changes slightly every once in a while. And 
from email two or three, I think I started implementing this line that says, well, if you want to stay on my list and get the weekly updates, but you don't want to read the rest of this welcome sequence, because that's quite heavy on your inbox, mm -hmm. no hard feeling, you can opt out of my welcome sequence and still stay on main mm -hmm. email list. Yep. And once I started implementing this, I've seen a lot less unsubscribers. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. So I'm seeing that a lot in the launch rooms as mm -hmm. well. Um, and I think it's really, really beneficial to give your subscribers the choice and to utilize your ESP's um, mm -hmm. options, yeah. multiple options, yep. and listen to your subscribers because they might choose differently. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I had a personal experience with that because as obviously I have guests sign up for my podcast and then it was just, you know, I'm booked 90 days out and I realized you sign up today and then you don't hear anything from me till a week before your podcast. Oh, so then I, I started doing that. Hi, welcome. And this was probably after you signed up because I just recently did it because I realized, oh my gosh, that's a long time before they actually get a personal experience. Because when I started, it was like, oh, they're two weeks out, they're three weeks out, now we're 90 days. And it was very interesting to me. I I'm actually may go in and take that suggestion. Hey, you can opt out of this <laughs> without opting out of my whole list because I've noticed that a few people were like, no, I don't. And I'm like, oh, wait, did I misrepresent or was I not transparent enough to say, no, this is just about the podcast so that you feel comfortable coming on. Um, so it is interesting how that's just that, you know, you can stay in the big group, but you don't have to get this one. I love that idea. That's a really interesting way to, to look at that um, yeah. consent piece. Because they because sometimes they do. Maybe they want to get your monthly newsletter, but they don't want to get your, you know, every day for two week welcome package. So yeah, exactly. And it's also a very useful tool to basically, I mean, I'm a huge lover of like A-B split testing and collecting yeah. data and everything. I'm like, that's the geeky copywriter in me. <laughs> yes. Um, so just collecting all that data really shows to me, I mean, as who I, I'm running my own email list, you know, so mm -hmm. it's beneficial for me to actually see what kind of reactions do I get and and how can I basically take this data and implement it later when I launch something, for mm -hmm. example. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. If you've got a new program coming up or you've got, you know, something new, now you understand your audience a little better to use that data. So, oh, this is how they prefer to be communicated with. I love that. Using your data for yourself. I know I'm a data nerd too. <laughs> I, I look at it. I look at mostly mine's not necessarily in the email realm, but I love looking at my subscribers on my podcast and things, that kind of thing. So I know a lot of people utilize emails for their newsletter. So yeah, but then a lot of, I know personally, I'm like, Oh, the traditional newsletter. It takes me a week to write. I have way too much what I consider too much content. So again, how do I want to be communicated with? So how can we make the newsletter simple, you know, easy to just put together, deliver to our audience in a way that just works for everybody? So I usually uh, follow some kind of a formula, which is uh, unlike a template, which some, you know, some business owners would actually prefer templates and that's fine. Um, I actually 
at the moment of, you know, us speaking about this right now, I'm sticking to a formula, which is this. I start with the hook, which is basically uh, a line that um, maybe asks my subscribers about something. Um, so some kind of a hook or something that really kind of lures you in to read more. Mm -hmm. And then I'm talking about um, the story that mm -hmm. I actually want to tell. And it could be, you know, as simple as telling a story about something that I've seen this week, mm -hmm. followed by a lesson. Mm -hmm. So what is it that I want to actually pay forward, I would say. Mm -hmm. After that, some kind of a challenge. So um, how can I basically take what I learned from this week, for example, mm -hmm. and um, turn it or translate it into my own business mm -hmm. or the reader's business. Mm -hmm. And then you close it with a call to action. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to repeat the formula that I'm following myself. So it's the hook, story, lesson, challenge, and call to action. And easy. with that, it's a kind of it's kind of easy. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, I'm biased, right? I'm also well, well versed in this, right? Yes. This is what I do for a living. Exactly. But um, that's, um, that's something that, you know, practice makes better. And I think that with this formula to begin with, um, and experimenting with this uh, formula, that's, you know, a, a very good way to start yeah. um, formatting your, your newsletter in a way. Yeah. So do you um, have a length like, do you, do you typically, I've heard this and I know, and this is a personal thing. I write mm -hmm. shorter emails because personally, if I have to scroll more than one time on my phone, the email's too long and I won't read it. Okay. And that's a, that's a me personally thing, unless it's something mm -hmm. like a newsletter. Then if it's a newsletter, I'm like, okay, you've got more depth to it. Do you have a recommendation for length or is it really just, you know, getting to know the audience and what they do and don't read? always get to know the audience. Um, I know that uh, some of my subscribers, for example, they have either ADHD or ADD. I have low-key ADD as well. So for me, even while I'm writing, I do need to kind of highlight certain um, key sentences or phrases mm -hmm. for me to kind of, you know, keep myself entertained when I'm, <laughs> while mm -hmm. I'm still writing my own newsletters. So there are a few trips to uh, tricks to actually um, make it easier or more skimmable. Um, but the length doesn't really matter as long as you're actually driving or, or basically supplying real value mm -hmm. to your audience and to your readers. Um, always lead with value. Yeah. And I think that's a really important point is that the email is not the, you know, it's not like social media where it's just info, 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 fun stuff, info. It's really that they're in here. It's valuable. They want to see it. They look forward to, to having that pop in every week or month or however frequently you do those. Hopefully. So that's, yeah, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully. But I like that, that you gave us that formula rather than a template where it's, you know, the traditional, you know, newsletter thing. Um, and then I think like you pointed out, A-B testing, just do this one and then next time do this one and just see, you know, what the different, do I use pictures? Do I not use pictures? What's the difference for your audience? Exactly. That kind of thing. So fantastic advice. 
making email a little bit simpler and knowing that it's not actually dead. People really actually still utilize email for marketing and providing value to their clients. So that's good to know that it's not a black hole. <laughs> not at all. Not at all. Use mm -hmm. it. You're going to see the magic happening in your business, but you do have to stick to it and to keep going with it. So yes, try it. Yes. And that is, that is definitely true. It's a consistency thing like anything else. So mm -hmm. thank you so much for joining me. This has been a really fantastic conversation for the audience who's listening or watching. If they are interested in getting connected with you, what is one great way that they could do that today? Wonderful question, Megan. Thank you so much. Um, well, I invite you to sign up for my email list um, and see ethical email marketing in action, you know, and in the wild as well. Um, <laughs> so you can join at Ackerman Copywriting uh, forward slash subscribe. And yeah, come see me practice what I preach. Perfect. So for the audience, make sure you tap the link down below, get on Yuval's list, see how it works in action, maybe see some of that A-B testing and some of the new stuff that she tries out over time. So thank you so much for joining me on the show today. Learned a lot myself and, and hopefully the audience has learned a bit more about email as well. Thank you. Yes. To the audience, thank you for joining us. And I am wishing you peace as you flow off to the rest of your business day. We'll talk again soon. Thank you for listening to this episode of Flow Working, the Entrepreneur's Podcast. Make sure you find, follow, and please review us on your favorite podcast platform.